I'm Dave Nordman, executive editor of the Telegram Gazette, uh, joined on this voice of business by Tim Murray, CEO and president of the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce. Welcome, Tim. Dave, uh, great to be here, and we thank uh, the Telegram for their support and, and assistance as we do the voice of business uh, with the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce, and thank our sponsors who make it happen, Worcester Regional uh, Airport and Fidelity Bank. And... Uh, on uh, on Monday, Tim uh, is uh, I, the 59th special COVID edition of the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce uh, newsletter. It can it, it's been 59, has it? Yeah, really kind of hard to c- contemplate when you think the COVID hit and the shutdown started mid March. Uh, we, like every other you know business and organization, quickly pivoted uh, and uh, filled the mission that we traditionally have with our members, but in this case, the broader business community, which is, you know, getting information out, uh, out to help those businesses and and the mission of economic development in the region. And we established these special edition COVID emails, and we opened up our services for six months to non-chamber member businesses to get information out that we felt would be helpful to businesses as they navigate this health and economic crisis. And uh, 59 of these special edition emails have gone out, many of them centered around what was happening in Washington, D.C., Boston, and locally, but in many cases in, in Washington regarding the, uh, you know, uh, CARES Act and the couple of pieces of legislation that were passed, the proposed HEROES Act, the various changes that were made to the Paycheck Protection Program, informing people what they what the, what they could do, how they could take advantage of these programs, changes made along the way. And today, uh, you know, we uh, have the... Uh, most recent iteration of that with the number 59, the COVID-19 emergency relief package that, that uh, Congress has agreed to. And it really, it has been uh, a moving target. Um, uh, I know yourself in the chamber uh, doing everything you can to interpret all of this information uh, for the last several months to try to make it easily digestible for your members and, like you said, non-members. Um so that, you know, to your credit, um, you know, that has been a Herculean task making all of this, you know, uh, all of this information uh, not only accessible, but easy to digest for your for your uh, members. And yeah. And then that's, you know, that's kind of what we tried to do. And uh, Director of Government Affairs and, and Public Policy, uh, Alex Guardiola, has worked overtime many uh, evening uh, and early in the morning to, to get this information prepared and ready for our, yeah. our, our team to get and out. And talking, talking to Alex as often as I do, the question I think he most often gets is, what does this mean to me? What right. does this mean for me? Yeah, well, generally speaking, this 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 package, uh, $900 billion uh, approximately, that has a combination of individual checks that will go out to people and individuals at certain families at, income le- at certain income levels, loans to small businesses again, uh, benefits uh, extended to unemployed uh, who, who are not working, uh, and uh, Summary, you know, of the package, uh, you know, is that unemployment insurance, an additional $300 per week for all workers receiving unemployment benefits through March 14th of 2021. Also, the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program, which was to self-employed gig workers and other non-traditional employees uh, out there. Um, additionally, uh, it increases the maximum number of weeks an individual may claim benefits through regular state unemployment. Uh, so those are just you know some of the highlights as it relates to unemployment. The direct payments that I mentioned, 
these economic impact payments. Again, I think you know, like a lot of people probably felt that this you know should happen a few months ago, but nonetheless, uh, payments of six hundred dollars for individuals making up to seventy five thousand per year, and twelve hundred for couples making up to one hundred fifty thousand a year, as well as six hundred dollar payment for each child dependent. So that means a family of four, for example, would get twenty four hundred in payments if they were. Um, uh, making under the under under one hundred and fifty thousand uh, for small businesses, a three hundred and twenty five billion uh, for uh, f- first and second forgivable PPP loans uh, dedicated to set asides, and this is something that we've been advocating for. Uh, for very small businesses and, and lending through community-based lenders, uh, which are community development finance institutions. And they expanded uh, PPP eligibility for 501c3 n- nonprofits, which would include like Discover Central Mass, uh, local newspapers, TV, TV and radio broadcasters. Uh, and then also $20 billion in uh, economic uh, injury disaster loan grants uh, for low-income communities uh, as well. Transportation, there's been a lot of talk about the RTA and the MBTA cuts, $45 billion for transit across the country, as well as the airline industry uh, is, is a piece of that um, because they've been, been impacted. And then vaccine testing, tracing, community health and health care provider support. We see how incredibly important that is here locally with St. Vincent and the UMass Memorial Healthcare System, the med school, our, our, our family health center, the Edward M. Kennedy Family Health Center, Reliant and others, uh, $69 billion and uh, $82 billion for schools. Uh, $25 billion for rental assistance, $26 billion. We've seen, again, this uh, food and access to healthy foods, income situations, nutrition and agriculture, $26 billion. A highlight of that is extending SNAP benefits, child care, $10 billion, connectivity, so important, $7 billion for broadband expansion. Uh, and so miscellaneous provisions include uh, coronavirus, coronavirus relief fund extension, extension of the employee retention tax credit, and a special look back for the earned income tax credit as well as the child care tax credit and a contractor pay extension. And under that health care piece, there is a, uh, dollars as well for, for mental health, which has been something that's been talked about extensively during this pandemic. Yeah, and kind of to put this in perspective, Tim, it's like – Every one of these categories, whether it be transportation, vaccines, small businesses, direct payments, unemployment, you know, especially schools, uh, which includes, you know, obviously higher higher education as well, rental assistance. These directly all directly impact, you know, the people of Worcester and Worcester County. So the question I always ask is like, Mr. and Mrs. Worcester County, Mr. and Mrs. Worcester, you know, every one of these will, you know, will directly benefit, um, you know, our neighbors. Yeah, I mean, really, you think it touches almost all aspects, you know, businesses, you know, people in in the income levels that where vast majority people are at, uh, food, education, connectivity, health care. I mean, it it really touches everybody. And the institutions and businesses and organizations that can access these funds along with the individuals are really the backbone of our regional economy. And so these are dollars – Again, which will if this is a relief package? It's hard to you know really say it's a stimulus package, but right. uh, it, it's a relief package to hopefully get us through the next couple of months, or at least you know uh, give people some hope. 
to, to get in, in, in opportunities to get through the next couple of months as, as, as the vaccine can, is uh, distribution accelerates and gets out to uh, to more people so that we got that herd herd immunity yeah and you know we could I literally probably talk for hours and days about what what each one of these uh, items means but if you just dig into each one say schools for example where you know, of the eighty-two um, billion dollars, um, you know, twenty-two point seven billion dollars set aside for higher education emergency relief. Um, another twenty billion dollars distributed to all public and private nonprofit institutions. You know, another nearly hundred mil, uh, hundred million, or I'm sorry, uh, one billion or nine hundred million dollars for for for-profit colleges to provide things like financial aid grants to students. So these are things that that you and I think about all the time. Um, you know, people whose families, you know, and neighbors maybe can't afford to, to send their kids to school or maybe somebody who lost their job or maybe didn't get as much financial aid because the money's not there. So um, Worcester being a college town, you know, again, just picking schools out of this bill uh, is a really big deal. Yeah, it, it, it touches all facets of society, both nationally and, and, and locally in a very granular way. But then again, you know, this vaccine, excuse me, the, the, the corona, COVID-19 has touched every aspect of society. It's not, nothing's really immune from it. So uh, I think people, I think people on the surface, look at this and say, it's just going to be an extra 600 bucks in my pocket. But it's much bigger than that when it comes to the business community, things like schools, education, uh, small businesses. Right. The health, their health care providers. Right. I mean, you know, one of the most personal and important things to individuals and families uh, uh, allows that to, you know, to, to survive and, and work through what has been an incredibly challenging year with losses. And so, it is. It's 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 comprehensive. I think a lot of people felt it could be debate about whether it was too big or too small. You know, maybe depending on your 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 political philosophy. But uh, it, you know, I think most would agree. Wish that it happened sooner. But you know, a little challenging given the environment we're in and and an election year. Uh, but nonetheless. Um, you know the timing uh, is at least coincides with the, the beginning of the vaccine distributions, and it gives I think people a sense of, okay, you know how can we we move along? And then with the new administration coming in in January, they're going to be a whole new set of priorities, and uh, uh, that's where you know there's further conversation about an infrastructure bill. You know there may be conversations about what does a stimulus look like after relief if that's something that uh, people the, the Congress and, and and the new president determine is necessary. So. Uh, important that you know we listen to our business members every day, and uh, this money will be utilized and 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 taken advantage of from from many of our members. So we talked about this being the 59th special COVID uh, email that the chamber sent out. It's been certainly not the year that uh, many of us thought it would be, but uh, a year of many accomplishments uh, for the chamber. And I know that you've been you know, interviewed and, and quoted on like the, the year that has been, but, um, you know, just touch on maybe a few of the, uh, things you're most proud of as, you know, um, you know, leading the Worcester business community, um, in what's been, a a really, really, really difficult 2020. Well, I, you know, I like, like everyone, you've, you know, the, 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 pandemic pivot. You've got to pivot your, your organization, your team. Uh, we have uh, been moving towards, you know, making sure that our communications were effective and broad uh, and and 
comprehensive, and that has accelerated th this year. But uh, it's really the satisfaction of helping our members and in, in our in the broader business community, continuing to kind of lay the seeds and 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 the foundation of of you know the momentum that we were experiencing prior to March of 2020, so that we can quickly quickly recapture it. So. Uh, you know, working on multiple fronts as many people had uh, ha have had, and uh, and the collaboration is what gets us through. I think, and, and has made a lot of the good things that have happened and will continue to happen in the region. Uh, well, that's been behind it, and so we've got to kind of continue to build on that. And so, my last question is: If we're sitting here in uh, in December of uh, 2021, uh, if all things fall the way they should, what what kind of conversation do you think uh, you'd like to be having a year from now? Wow, that's a that's a good good question. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping you know, but maybe a little bit of a stretch that you know we've got airline uh, an airline or two back at Worcester Regional Airport. Uh, you know, we're back to, to having the busiest commuter rail line. Uh, you know, between uh, on, on commuter rail in the state, uh, a championship for the Worcester Red Sox in the International League. Uh, you know, as part of part of that, um, and just uh, you know. Our businesses feeling that they're on a path towards recovery and success, uh, and people back to work. Right. All, uh, all. I hope not just wishful thinking, but uh, all things that if if uh, if everything falls into place, I hope we're having that conversation a year from now. And as parents, Dave kids back to school <laughs> we can both uh, say that right we all say that we wish we only hope that they have better teachers than they do now right <laughs> that's right <laughs> so that is tim murray ceo and president of the worcester regional chamber of commerce i am dave nordman executive editor of the telegram gazette uh merry christmas happy holidays and a uh in an early merry uh happy uh, happy new year to you and your family tim you as well and to our our, our listeners thanks